welcome everybody. Uh, I'm Avril Danchak. I'm one of the TALC team. Uh, we're all going to introduce ourselves in a minute and thank you very much for coming to this orientation meeting, which is a very exciting new development for us to develop a cohort of TALC champions across the Northwest who will be able to use the TALC resources and promote better consultation skills teaching in the area. So um, I'm just going to ask everybody to say who they are, just their name and which patch they work on, which scheme they, they're connected with in, in the Northwest. I'm because of the way everybody's screens are laid out differently, I'm going to kind of invite people individually. So I'm as to the order they're on on my screen, which is a bit random. So I'm going to start with Liam, if you could um, unmute yourself and say hi. Yeah. Hello, I'm Liam Genyon. I provide the administrative function uh, for the TALP project and help manage the project as a whole. Thank you. I think, Mohan, uh, do you need any introduction? <laughs> Tell us. <laughs> I always do. I'm Mohan Kumar. I'm one of the associate GP deans. I'm part of the TALP team and I liaise with Health Education England in moving the project forward and creating this cohort of TALP champions. Okay. Thank you, Mohan. Julian? Hi, I'm Julian Topkinson. I'm a GP in Bolton and uh, a PCME in Manchester, and I've been fortunate enough to be part of the TALK team, um, helping create some of the materials. The purpose of this meeting is to orientate you to what the TALK Champions business is all about, what the course is all about that we're offering you. So I'm going to start by turning to Mohan to ask him to talk about the TALK resources, the, the context, and sort of put the whole thing in a in a context for you before we talk in detail about what the course involves. Mohan. Thank you, Avril, and thanks everyone for taking the time to come to this. Um, the, many of you are familiar with the TALK project and it, it was born out of the desire to have a resource which trainers can use to teach consultation skills. And historically, we used to have a consultation skills masterclass, which still exists as a UCLAN module. But what we found, um, tutors on that, like Roy, myself, Roy used to lead the consultation skills masterclass and myself and Avril were tutors on it. What we found was there was a very steep learning curve for most of the participants from the first day to the fourth day. And uh, we found that quite a lot of the new trainers found that the journey sometimes quite difficult. They, they benefited from it hugely. Um, and we were looking at and we were asking the trainers what were the resources they go to when they try to teach consultation skills. And even though we introduced Calgary Cambridge as the curriculum for consultation within the masterclass, most of the replies were uh, we do more courts or <laughs> we, we, we do a lot of assessment. We use videos, we do joint surgeries, we give some feedback. Um, some of them would uh, refer to Calgary Cambridge some would go to Pendleton or neighbor, um, but no trainer ever said that, you know, in the middle of a consultation skills teaching session, they would whip the book out of the library, look at chapter 24 and tell the trainee exactly how to share a management plan. Um, it kind of never did happen. Um, yet we had really good success in CSAs and trainees did learn how um, consultation skills. But when we had some time over COVID, and we had some support from Health Education England. There was a desire to do something which will act as a resource, not just for a masterclass, but an everyday resource to teach consultation skills. And uh, while 
we really wanted to create something. We didn't want to replicate the kind of textbook concept. So when we got together as a team, we wanted to make something which is interactive, which can help your trainees to self-regulate. Because I don't know what your experience is. There are very few trainees in my long career as a trainer came to me and said, you know, Dr. Kumar, I've been watching my consultations over Sunday and um, on consultation three, I have a bit of a problem with rapport. And consultation six, I had a bit of a problem with the ending. Wouldn't it be a blissful place if they actually can self-regulate and self-diagnose? So they also didn't have a resource which they can access um, in a bite-sized manner, which is linked to the Calgary-Cambridge framework. So this was the kind of background. So we produced talk, which many of you are familiar with. And Avril is going to run through how that will fit into the concept. The resource, as it was launched, got a lot of good feedback, but we are an enthusiastic bunch, and every time we meet, we have six new chapters, and as it stands, I think it's about 500 pages long. It's bigger than kind of the biggest book of Game of Thrones, and um, what we really wanted to do is make it contextual to the trainer's daily use and even the best trainers would require a little bit of help in navigating the resource. Um, what we wanted to do initially was the talk team wanted to conduct some masterclasses or do some talk orientation. But as you can imagine, the number of supervisors and the number of trainers has grown and grown in the Northwest. Even if our best interest, if we have 40 or 60 in a masterclass, we would never achieve the aim of getting everybody familiar with the resource. So that's the purpose behind creating this session. So once again, we had some support from Health Education England. And there is a similar thinking around trainer CPD. Historically, the trainer CPD, we were very good as a Health Education England footprint in delivering masterclasses, teaching and supervision, workplace-based assessment, consultation skills. But once again, there's a limited number of tutors available. And often we are scrambling around looking for tutors and even after creating lead educators, we still have a lack of skilled individuals who can deliver a particular theme to a group of trainers. The second point is the trainer, trainers groups are at varying levels of function within the programs. Some are really still active, some are inactive, some have started to repurpose the trainers group to calibrate. But we thought, why can't the trainers groups take control of some of the CPD development and put some budget behind it? But just putting a budget doesn't achieve the output and the outcome. So what we wanted to do is to train some local talent. Uh, so the first tranche will be the tall champions. And here you are who expressed an interest to become one of those. From April 2022, for those of you who are TPDs and PCMEs, this is hot off the press. Uh, Bob and Gemma have divided the program budget into four categories. So one will be your historic training program budget. The other one will be the historic study leave budget. But then there are two more parts coming your way. One is an administrative budget, but the fourth part is of importance to us. That is the course budget for trainer CPD. So once you have a course budget, you can use some of the established tutors to deliver one-day workshops on consultation skills, perhaps a workshop on workplace-based assessment. So that's the idea behind that. So 
your budget is probably going to double, which can be great news for a lot of you. But equally, we also know that sometimes budgets don't get spent, especially in the domain of trainer CPD. So here is, this is going to be a pilot project in order to create a template for how we deliver trainer CPD within the programs as well. So the idea is we've got some funding to help, to actually pay for you to become a top champion. So we don't expect you to do it for free, but once you've achieved the top champion status and feel comfortable about delivering a session, you have a budget within the program to source and create two or three tutors or even one of you delivering for a bunch of trainers a talk masterclass. What Avril has done and talk team has done is developed a blended resource. And Avril's going to talk about how those two days, which we have designed for you, are going to help you deliver that. So in terms of commitment, thanks for coming today. But the two dates in June and July are going to be key in skilling you up to becoming a talk champion. And then you're committing to deliver at least one masterclass to your program trainers once you've completed these two days. That is the kind of ask and expectation from us. Is that kind of enough to go on? I, I'm, I'm happy to take some- much. No, I think that, no, I think you've contextualized it really well. And I think we have this massive opportunity here to, for each scheme or patch, whichever we want to talk about it, to have someone who's familiar with the kind of resources that can be used to support concentration skills training. And that will enable the clinical supervisors and the educational supervisors in that area to become more proficient at the both the content and also the teaching methods that, that work for upskilling people with their consultation skills. Now, in a minute, I'm going to talk in detail about the masterclass that we're about to offer you. But what I'd like to say is, is two things. First of all, if you've got questions at any time, just type them in the chat. Julian will keep an eye on that and he will shout at me and, and Mohan and say, stop, you need to answer that question if need be. Um, and also, if you have any questions that you want to ask now before I move on, that, then let's do that. Does anybody have any questions about the sort of contextual aspects that Mohan was just talking about? Any, or any thoughts or responses, any worries, concerns about that? Is there an expectation in terms of minimum numbers for delivering your masterclass? One assumes you're going to try and capture as many local trainers in your yeah. area as possible. I think, I think as long as it's not a one-to-one -one in a pub, I think we're happy. I, I can understand that you, you're not always going to get a lot of attendance in the trainers group, but perhaps if you have a focus session on a top masterclass for trainers, we found that attendance actually tends to go up rather than down. When you have a general trainers meeting, you get a variable attendance, but when there is a focus CPD theme, we've seen numbers go up. So this may even help to create more engagement. So if every alternate trainers meeting is themed around say ARCP, workplace-based assessment, RCA support talk, then uh, we, so depending on your patch and the number of trainers there are, hopefully you will get as many as you can, but I don't think we're gonna you know, criticize you if not many turn up. But so you are you thinking it. more of a series of kind of shorter sessions or, cause you, normally your half days when they're virtual are kind of, they're, they're half day, aren't they? The masterclasses well, uh, are a whole day. Talk a bit more about that in a minute, Alex, about, about, about what's sort of expected going forwards. Yeah. I think um, 
to pick it up from what Mohan's saying, the, the idea really is to encourage your trainers groups and your clinical supervisors to access uh, CPD in that work that they're doing. And teaching consultation skills is one of the most important things. And I would say also that depends how you badge it as well. If you say we're going to do something on talc, that might that might appeal a little bit. But if you say something like, here's how to get your trainee to pass their RSA first time, uh, I think you might get a lot of lot more uptake. Um, so, for example, Catherine Morgan, who's one of the ADs who does a lot of work with the CSA SOX people, uh, says that for her trainee, he was improving slowly like this. But when she got him to systematically use the talent resources, his rate of improvement started to go like that. And I think it's in absolutely everybody's interest that people pass their exams first time. It's it's in the trainee's interest. It's in the trainer's interest. And it's in the patient's interest, too, isn't it, really, to have people who are getting their skills up to a good level quickly. So I think it's also how you badge it and sell it to your trainers in a way, if that makes what, sense. What we can do, Avril, to go back to Alex's question, that once you complete your the two-day masterclass, if you come back to us and say, I accept the design of how you guys thought it through, but here is how we can repurpose it for our program. As long as the end objective is familiarizing your trainers with the talk resource, we're not fussed about that. And the fact that the program's got their own budget for running these means that there's a little bit of freedom in how you design and run it. So it could be two half a day sessions or one full day session. We can talk about that on the day two of the masterclass. So what we want you to do after the day one, perhaps, is to do some homework and come back to us with a plan on how you're going to cascade this teaching to your trainers. And if the plan, it doesn't have to be a, a carbon copy across the board, you may have a different idea um, as long as the objectives are achieved. So it's, it's, it's negotiable in some sense. Okay, before I move on, has anybody got any other urgent questions? Um... There's one thing I wanted to mention. Um, I think we discussed it in the talk team meeting. There's something about the semantics of how we describe this, because when we called it a talk trainers masterclass, I'm sure some of some of the trainers would have thought, oh, this is a great opportunity for me to do a talk masterclass. So um, some people may have signed up thinking this is the talk trainers masterclass. It, the first day definitely is the masterclass we want you to deliver. So no harm done. But hopefully if you can stay on and deliver the teaching to that's the end purpose to so create a talk champion of that because i've had a few queries through through the list from new trainers who thought this was the talk oh, master right. so we're going to look at the title of this and, yeah. and so really i mean what what we're talking about is the talk champions masterclass if you like so I, i'm just going to talk through the the structure of this a little bit um oh this does annoy me Ah, it's a Zoom problem. I can never get to the uh, the thing. And if I, I'm just going to try and do it uh, on the slideshow right from the beginning. Uh -huh. Hold on a minute, um, because it looks much better and it, it irritates me when it's looking like that. <laughs> you just go to the slideshow bit. Yeah, but then when you do this, then it then and then I can't get back to the thing. <laughs> uh, anyway, we'll see what happens uh, because it's mostly going to be what I wish her on about, really. Anyway. Um, we're talking here about a new approach to teaching and learning consultation skills, which is using the TALP resources, which is a blended online resource 
which includes written materials, podcasts, videos, infographics, all kinds of things to help your trainers teach more effectively. So um, this is how we think it's going to work. That first of all, the TALC team has created the website and the content, which is free to access for anybody straight away now. You can do that now. We're then going to deliver a masterclass to you as TALC champions. And your role will be to promote the use of TALC. It doesn't mean you have to know everything about consultation skills. It doesn't mean you have to know everything about TALC. Your job is to understand as much as possible about how TALC works and to help other people to access the resources within there. So what you will do after you've been through our training is to deliver bespoke training on TALC within your own patch in Henway. So, so that's what Mo was saying about making it bespoke to your own patch. So this is how it works. So today is the orientation and the Q&A. Uh, on around June the 2nd, you'll be sent a little bit of pre-coursework, which is to orientate you to some basic issues around TALC. It won't take very long to do. Day one is an online course, which will be on June the 9th, and that'll be roughly from 9.30 to half past four with breaks and so on, of course. And at the end of that day, we'll be allocating some intermodular work. And on day two, it'll be a face-to-face -face in small groups, uh, with the TALC team helping you, and that's at Haydock. And the person who can liaise with you about all the admin things is Liam, who um, you can see there, who's probably going to wave in a minute. Uh, so uh, if you've got any issues about that, Liam knows everything about all this, so he, he can help you out. Then the idea afterwards is that the TALC champions deliver training in their allocated scheme. And I'm going to say a little bit more about that in due course. So this is going to be the content of day one. Now, day one is an opportunity for you to receive a full day of TALC training so that you know what TALC training is like, so that you can then learn how to deliver that TALC training to your scheme on day two. So day one is going to be about understanding the structure of TALC, using TALC to solve consultation problems, It'll be about experiencing some teaching and learning techniques because after assessment, it's no good saying to somebody, um, I think you're just asking too many closed questions, ask open questions. Actually, you have to teach them how to do that. They have to experience it. They have to understand what that means. We'll also be talking a bit about the evidence base for skills teaching and plan, beginning the planning for delivery of this in your schemes. And that will be the beginning of your intermodular work between day one and day two. Again, this won't be onerous. It'll be mostly a question of you thinking and planning a bit. On day two, we're going to have a full day face-to-face -face at Haydock. And the purpose of this day is to enable you as TALC champions to go beyond having experienced TALC training to really learn how to deliver TALC training on your scheme to other people. And that will include some stuff about planning sessions, uh, learning how to teach skills, uh, some practicing group learning techniques, some methods of troubleshooting. And we're going to be matching champions to local schemes with the aim of having one in each um, training program. Then just thinking about going forwards, I think there's still quite a bit of flexibility in this, but the expectations are something like this. 
we will probably initially buddy you up with the talc champion in a neighboring patch because if you're not used to delivering this kind of training it can be a bit daunting to say off you go go and run a whole day or two half days so we thought it might be helpful for you to deliver your first session in pairs so that you know two of you do it in neighboring patches um, you can share the experience and get used to the whole process and that should probably happen by December of this year and following that so that when you're familiar with the whole process the idea is that you'll deliver a couple of sessions of talc training in your own, own patch either two sessions on one day or two half days or whatever seems to work in your old in your own patch and Dr Kumar will outline the pay for that because he's in charge of the budget. So I'm, I'm going to stop the share there. And before Mohan talks a bit about the pay, uh, could we have any Q&A um, about that? Any questions about what people would like to know about what's going to happen, what it's going to be like? Um, any thoughts at this point? I, I might be being stupid. Obviously, we're going to persuade. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah, just a good, good uh, nice echo on your on your line there. So on mine. Try again. On mine. Can you oh. hear me now? Can you hear me now? Yeah. Do I need to change my headphones? Can you, can. you can hear me. You can hear me. <laughs> just, okay. Just a, okay. in a stereo delay. But... Oh. Oh, can't be nice. It's bad enough. It's mono. Never mind stereo. Um, um, I was just going to um, say, I, I, might say I might be being thick, we're going to be delivering this to trainers, trainers groups. Are we going to then be delivering it to ST1, 2, 3 groups as well? Is that an idea? That's a very, very good question. I think uh, initially, really, our aim is to beef up the knowledge that the trainers have about the type resources and about how to teach consultation skills using those resources. That is the prime aim, because if then it disseminates it across everybody who's doing consultation skills work in your patch. I would say that if your training program director or your course organizers, your PCMEs want to work with you to think about how they can improve the consultation skills offer within their training program, then if you've got skills to offer them and they want to share with you, I think that's absolutely fine. And if they um, want to work with you on that, then they will have a course budget to provide for that as well. But the real aim is to upskill you and upskill the trainers. Yeah. I just wanted to add to that, the, the new budgeting, which was announced today to the ADs, but will be cascaded down to the programs, uh, creates an uplift on the existing program budget. And the two parts, the study leave part and the course budget would help you to deliver both to the trainers groups, but also to the ST3s. Um, you could be embedded into the program design because there's quite a lot of um, structured day release, which currently have communication skills teaching. So they could look at that and incorporate talk into it and use your expertise to combine and upskill some of the other PCMEs in the program to deliver a much more comprehensive consultation skills teaching to ST3. So there are all sorts of possibilities and how we can take this forward. But the initial spec and the business case we put forward was to cascade talk down to the trainers 
So at ground level, in their own practices with their own trainees, they have a much more familiar understanding of the talk resource and use it day to day. But certainly, I think it's a great idea to incorporate it in the day release as well. Uh, and I suppose one of the, the key things that we're hoping to put across to you during the training that we're going to give you is that the talc resources offer a very structured way of teaching the consultation. So it's a, a very methodical way that begins at the beginning, works through in a methodical way from essential and easy skills through to more difficult skills. And part of your job is to kind of introduce this idea of being very systematic and methodical because the talc resources are laid out in that way to be used in an organized way um somebody's saying here about i think um, there's a few people with issues on the ninth uh, attended on the ninth right. okay so uh, the fundamental thing is is that to deliver the training afterwards I think me and Mo really feel you need to have done the two days training with us. You need to have experienced what the training's like and you need to come and do the teaching afterwards. Um, I think I'm going to ask Mo to take as AD to be the person who kind of arbitrates on all this. Uh, but this is the fundamental approach that we've been trying to work towards, isn't it, Mo? I think the fairest way to do is that we've had about 30 expressions of interest around there, Liam, didn't we? What we're going to do is to, following on from the orientation, just because it's an online day, we've already got it in the diary. It's not the physical day. Um, I'm glad that you, because the physical day is booked because on, in Haydock, if the majority come back um, and say, they're not going to be able to attend, because we did put the dates on the poster, um, then we love to look at alternatives. But if, if the bulk of you could attend on the 9th, then what we have to look at options for, because it's the blended material exists on the, it's going to be on the SharePoint and eventually on the talk site as well. You love the blended content and we could record uh, the session. We love to have a discussion within the talk team as to how to replicate that or even do a smaller group work yeah, with. We, I think we would have to do another day because it's not a question of watching a recording. You don't learn skills no. by watching recordings. Yeah. Uh, this is a very interactive course that you're signing up for. You'll be asked to analyze problems. You'll be asked to engage with the talk resource. You'll be asked to experience teaching methods, to do small group work. So it isn't really, I don't think you can reproduce that in a recording. It's an experiential process that you'd be going through. I think if we well, do have a substantial chunk of people who can't make June the 9th, I think we could look at running it again, but I don't think you'd be able to get it by watching a recording. No, I agree. Also, it's essential to have done day one to get the best out of day two, because the day two kind of deconstructs how the course was run to give you some group skills and to deal with how the trainers who participate may ask you questions. So if we do plan another day, we'll have to look for a date before the day too. Um, so we'll come back to you with some um, options. Well, Liam, can we make a note to do a quick canvas of who can attend on? Um, can we have a thumbs up on who can attend on night? Let's do a crude. Uh, yeah, put your hand up if you'll be there on the ninth. Yeah, so yeah. To, and, and kind of move it. It makes it easier for Liam to count. <laughs> I know I yeah I've done a lot of zoom and it's much easier to see if it's moving <laughs> okay what sort of proportion have we got Liam 
say about 70 uh, 75% there okay on this cohort but there's a few who couldn't come today this, this is, yeah, so we'll yeah. check with them no problem but we'll certainly can put yeah. on a second day uh before the july date um and we'll come with, with some suitable date we could we could run it again so that's okay okay, okay. that's going to need some really stupendous organization i just highlight that but uh, and it will uh, it will be it will be possible okay um so we've talked a bit about the structure. We've talked a bit about how it works. We talked about the, um, do you want to say something about the remuneration? But be before you do that, I just, would, what I would like to do is for people to think in their own heads about what they're concerned about, about this. What, what is it that you kind of dread or worry or not quite sure about this? Because this is a new way of doing things, uh, a new way of constructing training. Does anybody have any sort of misgivings drawbacks ideas because I think it's really important for us to be getting some feedback about whether this is a good way forwards and whether we can tweak things and we've already got the message that if it's going to be an online full day we might have to think about offering more than one date so um, does anybody have any other misgivings dreads worries concerns or questions I think there's just the fear that sometimes trainers are a bit like you know teaching your grandma to suck eggs you know you're going to teach us about consultation skills we've been doing this for years okay well that's a really important question because your job is not to teach them about consultation skills your your task will be to help them make the most of the talent resources when they are doing the teaching they're already doing um, because there's a huge amount in the talent resources which people are using bits of but we know from our usage data that people um, are very heavily using certain modules. And I think what happens is they're finding them useful, but they're perhaps not as aware of all the material that's in the other modules and how they can use those other modules to support their own consultation skills teaching. So you're not telling them how to teach consultation skills or how to do consultation skills. You're teaching them what the talc resources can do to support them, which is slight. That's why you're called a, a talc champion, not a consultation skills champion if that makes sense I can see Bushra nodding uh, I take it furiously so I'd be interested in your comments Bushra what you're thinking now no I was just agreeing with you that um I've, I've been to a session with Julian about the talc um resource um, and and that's that I, I I the way I understood it was the way that you described it um, we're not here to teach trainers how to consult um but rather uh, educate them on the talc resource um, just in case I, I think there's a cohort of trainers that probably haven't even heard of it if they haven't been to some of the regional trainers conferences or um, anything that you've been running um, to introduce it um, then they wouldn't have heard of it yeah yeah no I, I think thank you very much for that I think that's absolutely right and some of it is about, it's two main things really. One is for people to know the resources there, but also for you to help them use it in a reasonably systematic way um, and to help their trainees use it in a systematic way because as is being reported when the trainees use it themselves systematically, their rate of improvement goes up. So thank you. There's a comment in the chat here from Tanvir saying that um, COVID you know, has interfered with a lot of things, hasn't it? Um, very many things and um, you feel a bit overwhelmed about being a support for trainers. 
what we're hoping is that when you've been through the two days, actually, you'll feel massively more confident than you do now. We don't expect you to feel remotely confident at the moment. Why should you? Uh, but after we've given you the two days and sat down with you, what we hope is that you will be confident enough to help people navigate the resources. That doesn't mean you're knowing everything, teaching everything, but being able to say to people, yeah, these are the kind of places you should look for this kind of resource. These are the kind of teaching methods that you might want to try. This is how to look for things. Um, rather than being like their kind of guru that knows everything and can do everything. Although you will become a guru in the end, Tambir, I'm sure, but you don't have to do that on day one. So I'm just wondering if that helps you at all. Any, any thoughts about that? Oh, thanks, Evrel. I think that's answered my question. Good. Okay. One of the other questions, Avril, is from yeah. Rachel and Rippon, who yeah. come from Chesterfield, which is absolutely brilliant because that shows the, the, how much talk is being talked about across the region. And I've had expressions of interest from other deaneries to do that. Um, I just have to think about, because this is funded through the kind of Health, ed Health Education England Northwest footprint to, to do our regional thing. The budget which we have got is, to, is kind of allocated per program, so we can have a talk champion per program. That's how we calculated it. Um, but at the same time, when there is an interest from Chesterfield, we don't want to be, you're here, we don't want to say no to that. So is there a way of we can negotiate from your program or something so that just because all programs have budgets to skill up their tutors so we can work something out i don't want to say no to when there is a open interest to take the talk the talk resource itself is free and it's accessible across health education england so um i, I i'll respond to you offline to how to make this work but certainly be part of it i don't want you to say you know, come to the orientation and not attend the other two, if you feel like it. So that's it. I think in the fullness of time too, we're learning in this whole process as well. So I think as we learn and refine and get very clear about what really works, I think in the longer term, it's very feasible that this could be offered to other regions as well in a more systematic yeah. way. Um, Damien's put a comment yeah. about that the TAP resource feels really big um, and trying to find things to answer specific queries will take a bit of time and work. And that is exactly what this is for, is to help you that if somebody comes along and says, I'm really struggling, my, my trainee gathers information just fine, but then when they get to the explanation and planning part, they take a deep breath, talk for five minutes and give a lecture. I don't know what to do about that. Then it's not that you'll be able to unpick that whole training need, but you would be able to say, well, this is where to start. These are the type resources to try first. This is the one to try next. Here are some exercises that you, know, you might want to try. Um, and so on. So that, that is exactly what, what this is for. And you'll see from your pre-work, pre-reading, that one of the things that will happen is Liam will allocate you just one chapter from the basic talk skills resource. We're not asking you to read the whole thing at all. We'd like you to read one chapter, but it'll be a different chapter for each one of you. And we'll be asking you just to read the introduction to that, which tells you what the chapter's all about, what the skill is for, when you use it, how you use it, and so on. And most of those introductions are only one or two pages long, actually. There's, there's one or two in the advanced ones where I had a rush of blood to the head and they're four or five pages long. But most of the earlier ones, the, the essential skills that you're going to be wanting the trainers to master with their trainees are only one or two pages long. And we'll be asking you to have a look at that 
and ponder the contents, make some notes on that to share. Uh, and then we will be building a kind of um, like a mind map, if you like, to help you answer exactly those queries so that you know where to go. Um, there's another query here. Oh yeah, uh, that's from, that's from. Uh, uh, just, just to add to that, Avril, I mean, I, I, I use the talc, uh, I mean, part of the team, but you, you've created most of the, the written material and, and they're very easy to use and very practically um, uh, you can apply them into teaching sessions so easily and, and they're there for one-to-one -one training and also group group sessions uh, and they're just an amazing resource I mean I'm, I am biased but um, I found them so helpful just for my own work so Thank you. Thank you, Julia. Plug from the, the other the, side. The other thing, just to emphasise at this point, is that um, one of the things that became apparent to us, and particularly uh, people who've been doing some work with the DA champions, will be aware that accessing written material can be difficult for some people for all kinds of reasons, whether they're neurodiverse, whether they're struggling with English, all kinds of things. And nearly all the TARC materials are available as podcasts uh, through the TARC site and also on the Podbean site. And so it can be very easy to access things when you're moving around, when you're on the go. And one of the things that we would like you to be able to be familiar with is just have a listen to one or two of the podcasts to just get a feel for what's available in that way. Because a lot of younger learners prefer to, you know, get their mobiles out and listen to a podcast while they're driving home. And that can be a very good way of increasing the amount of academic content that they're exposed to in this important field. Um, Alex says, do you've listened to trainees during tutorials? Do you have a cup of coffee and listen to a podcast? How does that work? Well, if we're kind of, if we've, if we've watched, or if we listened to, um, you know, an audio recording and we've kind of thought, oh, this is the area of the consultation we want to focus in on and look to improve, then we'll, we'll go onto the talent resource and, and find the appropriate area and then sit and, and listen to your voice. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell you how weird that is. But anyway, I'm, I'm glad it works. And uh, I think it also illustrates a technique which I think is really, really important, which you're going to experience during the course, uh, which is that's an what's called an open book technique, where you don't expect either yourself or the trainee to know everything before you start the session. You can actually say, well, let's devote 10 minutes of this session to a cup of coffee and reading about what we need to learn about or listening to a, an account of what we need to learn about. And, and that's a very good way of modeling learning that you actually go and find out what you need to do but also it uses your protected learning time in very productive way by making sure that people are exposed to material that they that they need to um, be in touch with um, okay I use it for a particular trainee who's really into podcasts so I think for her it works it works really well yeah yeah um, okay um, does anybody else have any concerns, downsides, worries, thoughts about things? Any other questions? Avril, I don't have a worry so much, just a question really. Yeah. Obviously you, you were saying before about buddying up with somebody next to local. Mm -hmm. And the way we work is slightly strange in that the Wirral is split into two. Um, we have our Wirral TPDs, then we have the TPDs that cover the South Liverpool and Birkenhead, which is me. Mm -hmm. I, I'm just seeing that there's nobody from Wirral um, on here tonight will you be will there be other people will you be saying right this patch hasn't been covered and yeah. it's well, just my thoughts 
A very important question. That there are two points really. First of all, not everybody who's coming on the course is here tonight. Some people right. have come along because they've expressed an interest and they want to know what it's all about. Okay. Uh, and some of them will probably say, "Gosh, that sounds brilliant," and some of them will say, "Gosh, that sounds terrible." So uh, that we're open to that. But some people have said, "No, they're definitely coming." And okay. They weren't able to come to the orientation. But part of the work we will be doing in terms of planning is to buddy you up appropriately with somebody yeah. who's a reason relationship to you I, I suppose all I was thinking was yeah. I want to just get off here and, 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 and ring, ring Dan Perkins who's the TPD for Wirral and say come on it come on it come on, tell, yes. him to do that. tell him to do that absolutely very welcome we'd love to see him and then you can work together that would be brilliant um, okay so we will be trying to make sure that not only is every patch covered but you've got a buddy who that you can really okay. work with and there okay. might be different ways of doing that in different places thanks yeah, uh, that's absolutely the idea. If you if you do if you can think of people in your uh, program or somebody who, who you're familiar with who's not here or who's not intending to come, by all means you can invite them. Mm. So we, we'll make sure there is a, a an equitable spread across the region, so we can make sure that there is enough delivery. But like all pilot projects, we're not expecting a perfect outcome, so we no, won't no, yeah. get it done and then see how, how it how it pans out but i was really excited when bob said this morning's meeting about the future of delivery of cpd because this fits right into that model so we can use this as a pilot evaluation to see how to deliver other themes so we do have a lot of central masterclasses, but it's not a sustainable model so hopefully we can train the pcme some champions within the trainers group to deliver more of the trainer cpd themes as well sarah you did you have your hand up uh, did you want to ask something? I was just, I was just I was thinking, just, it's, I was just thinking you don't necessarily you don't need, need excellent excellent comp skills to do it. You just need to understand the. You just need to understand the product, don't you? And, and, and gag people. That's why you're asking us to do, isn't it? Really. Although obviously my comp skills are excellent. But that's not what we're being asked to do. But that's not what we're being asked to do, is it really? Yeah, absolutely. It's like Avril explained. It's increasing your familiarity with the resource we've built and helping people to navigate the resource in a contextual way to the trainee in front of them. That, that you, don't, you don't need to be a master, of, you don't have to be a Jedi master of comm skills like Avril is. <laughs> Avril can stop and share a management plan with one gesture. <laughs> <laughs> Avril is Amy one Kenobi. <laughs> <laughs> she is. <laughs> you don't need that CT scan. I don't need that CT scan. <laughs> Well, I think uh, oh, this, uh, Shushma's also saying she's not sure if there's anybody from Nosley, but ho but Shushma, we've do you know if there's anybody from Nosley? And if there isn't there's, anybody the, from Nosley... There's one person Broadway from Nosley. Top champion, I think. We just wanted to have a look at that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, sorry, I, I was going to answer the, con the the remuneration theme because in case people are wondering. So there's a standard, you know, the standard Health Education England remuneration is kind of £275 for half a day. Um, and 500 pounds for a full day. What we wanted to do, because of the new announcement, we can pay you for attending the two days of the masterclass because you're taking substantial time out of it to become a talk champion. So if we complete day one and day two, we can pay you the 500 pounds. And then I'm going to write to the program directors because the budget's going to come mid-year. So they won't be able to spend it all on other products. A lot of programs don't even have an idea this is coming. So what we can do is we can park some of the study, the course budget within each of the program, 
to use to pay for your sessions to deliver. So that's why I said, Alex, if you're going to deliver two or three sessions, the program budget will cover that. So that'll be okay. Okay. Well, um, I think that sort of covered what we had hoped to cover. Thank you very much for your questions. I think you've opened up all the important issues. Um, if you've got any admin questions, Liam is your man and he will sort them out. If you've got any, um, as it were, educational questions or concerns um, of a different nature, please do um, email Liam and he'll direct them to me or Mo, depending on which is most relevant. Um, you might, somebody's made the point here that you might be able to buddy yourselves up. Yeah, we weren't necessarily expecting to like tell you who your buddy was. We just want to make sure you've all got one really, if that, if that makes sense. Um, and, and we'll work on this face-to-face -face when we're, we're doing the course. Um, so thank you very, very much. Uh, I don't think I have anything else to say. Mo would like to wrap up and say goodbye, I think, now, if I hand yeah. over to you to finish off. Once again, uh, I just wanted to thank you all for expressing an interest. And we, it's, it's, it's easy to get excited about a resource when you're part of the team which built it. But when, when you see others coming onto it and exploring and making the best use of it, that's the best way we can demonstrate value for all the time and the resources we spent building this. Well, one bit of exciting news is currently it's hosted on the training hub. Uh, Liam, myself, and a web developer, Jamie, we've had a, a, a very recent meeting. So we, the, this is going to move to its own domain with some fancy functionality. So you could sign up as a tall member, like you sign up to the, the 14 fish portfolio, and you can you can have your own training journey in how you navigate the resource. You know, kind of like Duolingo, where you complete so many percent of the teaching. You can have your own reflections on each of the chapters, but more, more importantly, the trainee can link up with the trainer and the trainer can set some homework tasks within Talk for the trainee. So this is coming post-July as well. So it's really growing into a much more interactive consultation skills teaching resource which it already is, but there's going to be extra functionality, which we will introduce as it comes online. But thank you so much for taking the time, especially this time of the day after a busy day. We look forward to seeing you all on the 9th of oh, June. Yeah. And for those who can't make the 9th, we'll come back to you with an alternate date as well. But thank you for bringing that up. And then the next one is 14th of July, which you know I'm sure many of you are excited to be physically present at, at the venue. So we'll be meeting in Haydock um, for a kind of a deconstruction group skills second day, which will help you to arm you with the skills necessary to deliver the session. But thank you so much. Thank you, thank you so much. We, um, please give us a wave and say goodbye. We will hang around in case anybody's got any immediate questions. I, I won't close the room until everybody's gone, so. Uh, thank you very much and goodbye, everybody. <laughs>